and welcome to Newsmax Daily for Friday, 9-8-2023. You have to love the holiday-shortened work weeks. Friday already. Unfortunately, there isn't another holiday-shortened work week until Thanksgiving, which is 11 weeks away. There are 114 days left in 2023, by the way. Millions of Americans are on high alert today. Severe weather in the Mid-Atlantic and Northeast and... Hurricane Lee, days away from potentially impacting the United States, has gone from a Category 1 storm yesterday to a Category 5 as of 5 a.m. this morning. Everyone, everyone along the East Coast and in the Panhandle will be keeping a close eye on this for the next few days. Today is Stand Up to Cancer Day, established in 2007 by a group of women, including former Today Show host Katie Couric and some celebrities which, among many other great efforts, put together a star-studded, nationally televised event every year to stand up to cancer, to raise money in the fight against cancer. The event actually happened a couple of weeks ago. Fortunately, the fight against this horrible, terrible disease has made enormous strides over the years, and we can only hope that the trend continues and the recovery numbers continue to improve as well. Today is also Star Trek Day, in honor of one of the coolest and most creative TV shows ever created. Shout out to the Trekkies, and it's National Iguana Awareness Day. I would think most Americans have never seen an iguana, and if you have, it was likely a pet or in a pet store. Oddly enough, living in New York many years ago, I had a pet iguana, Zeus. It's a really long story about how I ended up with a pet iguana. But anyway, you are likely not aware of the impact that their exploding population is having on the environment unless you live in Florida especially in South Florida, where these prehistoric creatures just freely roam the streets. It's wild. And they burrow themselves in the ground so much that it leads to sidewalks collapsing, seawalls along the waterways collapsing, even the foundations of homes and buildings collapsing. Thus, Iguana Awareness Day. If you live in South Florida or you've ever been to South Florida, then you know what I'm talking about, especially if you live there. But if you've never seen it, it really is pretty crazy to see them just all over the place running around. And it's a good thing that they are not aggressive towards people. You know what else is pretty crazy? The news. Starting off with this Liberty Safe story that everybody's been talking about the last day or two. Ooh, uh, well, by now, most of you have probably heard about this Liberty Safe and just leaping into the bathtub of Bud Light. It is unbelievable. They just turned over the code to a customer's safe to the FBI. Why would they do that? Well, I, the FBI asked. <laughs> but if you haven't heard, this is just the service. Here's what actually happened. On August 30th, the FBI raided Nathan Hughes' Arkansas home for his involvement in the January 6th protests. And I say protest, not riot, because if BLM is mostly peaceful, then I'm calling January 6th a protest. He was raided by the FBI on four charges while his wife was held at gunpoint. One charge was a felony count of interfering with police during a civil disorder. Now, just to be clear, he was raided by agents in a motorcade that you can see right there with no less than seven FBI vehicles for a crime from over two years ago, which he was arrested and then released on bond five for $5,000 the very next day. I, really, shoplifting is a higher bond. Seven cars, really? I, I'm sorry, this seems a little excessive, don't you think? 
I don't know. Hey, maybe pick up the phone and say, hey, Nathan, this is the FBI. Remember that protest you were at two and a half years ago? Well, we identified you by the crease in your earlobe on some surveillance cam. Can you come turn yourself in? Did they try that? No, they didn't try that. So all this excessive force and intimidation, all that aside, in Nathan's home, he had a Liberty gun safe. Now, arguably until now, one of the most respected safe companies on the market. I used to have one. The FBI, having a warrant to search Nathan's home, called Liberty Gun Safe and asked for the code to his safe so they could search it under the warrant. Without so much as a fight, though, Liberty Safe gave the FBI the code saying, quote, Liberty Safe was contacted by the FBI requesting the access code to the safe of an individual for whom they had a warrant to search their property. It went on to say that this is company protocol to give law enforcement entry and access to products so as long as the agencies possess a warrant. But, but don't worry, Liberty Safe is, quote, committed to protecting its customers' personal property and Second Amendment rights and has repeatedly denied requests for access codes without a warrant in the past. Oh, gee, thanks. Glad to know you just don't hand out people's gun, gun combinations to anyone. This, this company has a really bad policy. That's Carl Higby, host of Frontline on Newsmax, a former Navy SEAL, a gun owner, and a safe owner. First and foremost, as I said, why the hell does Liberty Gun Safe have the code to a private gun safe that they've already sold? Folks, I have two gun safes, I have two vault doors that secure my firearms, my valuables, and anything else important. The only people who have those codes are me, my wife, who probably couldn't even remember it if you asked, and one very trusted friend. Those combinations were changed the day I received them. And I have been assured by the company that re they retain no master code to override for any reason. This is the nature of the word safe. If some rando, including a corporation, has access, it is by definition not safe. Now second, and I think this is really important here, I've spoken to a ton of attorneys on this, and just because the FBI had a search warrant for his home Liberty Safe was under none, zero, no obligation to turn over that code. The FBI was free to ask Nathan, but apparently they didn't even do that. Or they were free to cut it open. But Liberty Safe had no requirement to give them that code and, and until the FBI had named Liberty Safe on the warrant. It was, that, that was definitely not the case. Here's the rub. As we've clearly seen, the FBI is no friend to conservatives, many of whom have gun safes. Many of us have Liberty gun safes. And the company many Americans turn to with the name Liberty in their title just volunteered to give away this van, man's liberty. If I, if I was the general counsel of this safe company, I would have told the, the FBI to get bent. Go get my name on a warrant and then come talk to me. That's what, I, that's what Apple did. Apple. Apple refused to unlock a terrorist iPhone. Apple, the company whose employees contribute 85% to Democrats, understand this. Yet a gun safe company does not understand the Constitution? Are you kidding me? Newsmax host Carl Higby. Catch Frontline weekday afternoons at 5 o'clock Eastern. And yesterday, former Trump administration trade advisor Peter Navarro was convicted by a jury of criminal contempt of Congress for defying a subpoena from the January 6th committee. I've said from the beginning, this one's going all the way to the Supreme Court because it's so important. If we don't have a separation of powers and a partisan Congress can do anything it wants. 
Navarro, speaking outside the courthouse, faces a maximum of two years in prison and a maximum $200,000 fine. Last year, former Trump campaign advisor Steve Bannon was convicted on the same charges and is currently appealing. This is Mr. Navarro's attorney, John Raleigh. On behalf of Dr. Navarro, uh, we want to express our appreciation to the court, to Judge Mehta, and to the jury that, that considered this case. This is an important case. This is a landmark case. Uh, this case, while we have a decision and we respect the jury's verdict today, this case won't be decided here finally. It will be decided by the D.C. Court of Appeals. Um, this is the first time that a senior presidential aide who has served his president for four years has ever been held in contempt of Congress. There are legal issues here uh, that need to be decided by the Court of Appeals. Uh, Judge Maida decided, based upon an evidentiary hearing last week, that there was inadequate evidence to show that President Trump had formally instructed uh, Dr. Navarro to invoke executive privilege. Respectfully, we disagree with that decision. We think that uh, that uh, the the evidence established that that in fact President Trump instructed Dr. Navarro to invoke executive privilege. But in any event, we think that based upon the separation of powers between Congress and the executive, that uh, executive privilege is part and parcel of the office of the president of the United States, and that no. Uh, express invocation of privilege was even necessary. Peter Navarro's attorney, John Raleigh, speaking outside the courthouse yesterday. Hogan Gidley, who also worked in the Trump administration on Newsmax. Look, I worked with Peter Navarro for a long time in the White House. A lot of people liked him. A lot of people didn't like him. Uh, regardless of how you felt, you knew he was a rebel and you knew he was tough. And what this kind of emulates is someone standing up to the deep state and saying, look, it looks like selective prosecution to me. I was given um, the ability not to have this conversation with you guys because of the protections I get with executive privilege. Now, whether that actually gets adjudicated at the Supreme Court level, as Peter says, that remains to be seen. But that really seems to be the issue here. And when you have Congress itself, when it convenes, it has so many people in the past lying, like Comer and Clapper and uh, Comey Clapper and Brennan, and, and nothing happens to them. It, it does reek of that um, two-tier justice system that we've been talking about and we've seen manifest itself in the last several uh, several years. Former White House Deputy Press Secretary Hogan Gidley on Thursday's edition of American Agenda. With all the indictments, with all the trials, with all the legal wranglings and legal expenses, the former president just continues pushing forward. Donald Trump will be speaking at an event in South Dakota later today. Here's what South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem said about it earlier this week. Well, he's coming to help out our state Republican Party, which I'm grateful for. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think he's going to have an inspiring speech. I'm thankful that he's coming to our state. People are excited to see him. This event sold out in just hours uh, when we made it available. We will have eight to 9,000 people in attendance. It'll be maxed out. And people will be there excited to see this president that thought about them every single day. That's the one thing we're going to talk about that night is that this president shows up. Uh, we've invited many other people to come to our state and talk to us, and they keep saying how insignificant South Dakota is. It's not important to be in South Dakota right now. We there want to be in Iowa, New Hampshire. And what I love about President Trump is that he said, I will be there. Uh, he doesn't ever overlook the oh. little people. He doesn't say states like South Dakota aren't important. He knows every single person in this country is important, and that's why people support him.
That was in her interview with Florida Congresswoman Matt Gates, which you can hear on Tuesday's Newsmax Daily if you missed it. Meanwhile, Governor Nome was back on Newsmax yesterday addressing this question. As you know, there is a lot of speculation about you, a potential vice presidential pick for Trump, should he win the nomination. The question is, would you be surprised if Trump would ask you to run with him should that happen? And do you even know what you would say to it? Well, it's early to be having these conversations. Um, obviously, President Trump is doing very well in the Republican primary. Uh, I don't see how anybody else can can beat him. And I've supported him uh, in this race because he's the best one to lead our country. We don't have to guess what kind of decisions he would make. We've seen his strong leadership in national security issues and also taking care of families here at home. So, you know, certainly uh, he'd be a thousand times better than Joe Biden and how he's devastating our country right now. So I think anybody that is asked to step up during these challenging times should consider it. Everybody needs to look at what they can do to, to play a role in leading a life of significance that's really going to make a huge difference for our kids and our grandkids. So great Americans who in, in cherish their freedom and, and want to continue to live in liberty, they need to consider anything they're asked to do. So if you were asked, you would consider it at least? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I would in a heartbeat just because, uh, you know, you respect the position and the person who asks you to do something and then see if you really believe that you could make a difference. You know, President Trump needs a strong uh, partner if he's going to take back the White House. and He's going to need somebody who knows what it's like to run a business, uh, to be an employee, earn a paycheck, but also having a wife, mom, and a grandma isn't bad either. And I think that that kind of perspective would, would weigh in very well on a lot of policy decisions. So there you go. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem would accept the offer of vice presidential running mate in a heartbeat. That was on Newsmax's National Report with Sean Kreisman, who also asked her about the border. You recently sent, if I'm correct, uh, 50 South Dakota National Guard troops to the southern border, joining more than a dozen other Republican governors sending troops there. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris is supposed to be President Biden's, quote, border czar, if you will, um, but yet seemingly not done so much to, to get this under control. You've seen New York City call out the federal government. You've seen several blue states call out the federal government here. Do you have a message for this administration or a message for this vice president who should be overseeing this crisis? Well, do something, do better, make a decision that actually puts America first and that considers what they're, the harm they're doing to our families and our communities all across this nation. Every single state is a border state right now. Every day in South Dakota, I'm dealing with increased drugs, increased human trafficking, uh, the cartels have set up on our Native American reservations here in South Dakota to funnel those drugs into the Midwest that's coming over the southern border. So, you know, I've had National Guard troops down at the border helping in partnership with Border Patrol and the National Guard from Texas as well. Even last summer, we had folks down there. We've got our Lakota helicopters helping with surveillance. But the fact is, is we are not going to be able to really deal with this situation until we get a president on board that recognizes the threat this is to our country. This is a national security issue. We have dangerous people coming into our country to do us harm every day over that border. 
And, um, you know, the fact is we don't need any new laws. We just need our president who respects our laws and starts enforcing them down there to keep our country, our country safe. South Dakota governor and potential vice presidential candidate Christy Nome. She mentioned Texas. The Lone Star State and Governor Abbott got a big win in court yesterday, at least for now. A federal appeals court putting on hold the judge's order from earlier this week that required Governor Abbott to remove that big floating barrier or wall in the middle of the Rio Grande River to keep illegal crossers out. The order was issued by a three-judge panel consisting of two Democratic appointees and one Republican appointee. I haven't talked that much about the border recently, but if you've been listening to the Newsmax Daily or you have listened to me on the radio in the past, you know that I think illegal immigration and the debacle at the border is by far the biggest problem in the country, hands down. I've been saying for a long time that it is not just a problem at the border. It's not only a problem for Texas and Arizona and California. I said last year the problem at the border, the amount of people coming into the country, the criminals coming in, the drugs coming in, is going to be a problem for the entire country. We go back to Carl Higby and Texas Congressman Pat Fallon. First of all, Carl, Donald Trump had the right policy of wait in Mexico. If you're going to claim asylum, your case will be adjudicated. You wait in Mexico, thereby providing a, a huge disincentive for people to take a very long and dangerous journey from southern Mexico, central Mexico, and Central America. So I do believe that maybe Joe Biden, because he probably went to elementary school right around, what, 1842? He thinks maybe Texas is a separate country still. I'm not sure. But yeah, you're not going to remain in Texas. So let's do a little bit of math. Eric Adams is finally recognizing the uh you know the crisis the catastrophe that the biden border policy has become they're estimating up in new york city that the 110,000 migrants that they have right now is going to cost them about 12 billion dollars or so so let's just say texas has about 20 times that 2.2 million that means that according to their math it's costing us a quarter of a trillion dollars and they're perfectly fine with that provided it stays in texas this is an absolute travesty and it's a crime yeah which none of which that money they will reimburse you for because they just don't care about texas because it doesn't electorally go for them but the bigger problem here is like look even even cnn cnn of all people they have a problem listen to this I think what Republicans have successfully done is uh, to make immigration their issue. And I think what Joe Biden often struggles with is that that narrative, right, being able to reverse a narrative of failure and struggle and sort of reaction to crisis versus being Mayor Adams has called on the, sorry to interrupt, but called on the Biden White House over and over again for more action and more funding and more things to do. I'm sorry. The, The anchor on CNN corrected them and say, yeah, this is a problem. How about secure your border? Protect the people that live in the United States. Protect your citizens. This is our greatest calling. Mm -hmm. There are tens of thousands of Russians and Chinese nationals, mostly military-age men, that are crossing that border. We don't know who they are, but we do know that those governments, those authoritarian governments, want to do us harm. So why in the world? This is insanity, Carl, that we had 3 million people, 2.4 million apprehensions and 600,000 known gotaways. So we don't know, of course, what the unknown gotaways were. Mm -hmm. Just last year, 3 million. And if Eric Adams is screaming a bloody murder over 100,000, that's 30 times. So what Joe Biden has done, as you so adroitly pointed out, Carl, is he's made every state a border state. Unfortunately, more and more people around the country, even outside the sanctuary cities, are seeing that this is coming true now. Texas Rep. Pat Fallon on Newsmax. 
President Biden will not be spending this weekend at his Delaware Beach home with the First Lady. The president is in India now for the G20 summit. He'll then be going to Vietnam for some other meetings. Meanwhile, the vice president, our border czar, Kamala Harris, who has been to the border once in two years, is still in Indonesia. And over in England today, they're marking or mocking the one-year anniversary of Queen Elizabeth's death. Wow, that was a fast year, wasn't it? Don't forget, Newsmax keeps you up to date and informed all weekend long with great shows like the weekend edition of Wake Up America, Saturday Report, Saturday Agenda, the Gorka Reality Check, and Saturday night at 8 o'clock Eastern, it's the debut of John Voigt's new series, The Land of Israel on Newsmax. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you for listening to Newsmax Daily. If you missed any of this week's episodes, try and catch up over the weekend. Go Dolphins and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.